The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. What's up, my friend? This week, we're dedicating the podcast to sharing the full audio from a brand new live masterclass that I just taught called For the Love of Leadership. The most underrated, under-discussed topic in the online coaching industry centers around leadership, and yet it is the most priceless, high-impact, legacy-leaving, ripple-effect-creating skill that you can develop as a business owner. So get comfortable and get ready to soak in all that this masterclass has to offer. At the end, I'm going to be sharing some exciting news around a brand new live group program that I'm actually co-running with my own team to help you develop yours. So hope you love the training and we'll get right into it. Hi, everybody. Good. We're good. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Love of Leadership Masterclass. Hello, if you are on Facebook with us, hey, on Instagram, if you're listening on the podcast, what the heck is up? We're we're having this conversation in all the places because it is a critically important one to have, so much so that I'm fumbling my pen around because I'm so lit up about talking to you guys about leadership and legacy and team building and structure and systems and the things that make your business go round and round and round. So I want to open up this discussion by saying a few things of why this really matters to you and why I think people put it off for a long time. Um, You know, I was operating my business from the first year out of the gate, making six figures, quarter of a million, going into the 400K range last year. And I was operating with minimal team support. And there was a lot that went into that. Um, Part of it being, I can do it better and faster. Like that's been my belief about many things for a long, long time. I can do it better and faster. So instead of slowing down to actually train someone else to think like me, to execute like me, to create like me, I'm just going to keep on this narrow path and do it myself because that's easier. And while that might be easier for a short period of time, it's really genuinely not sustainable. And the only reason I really hit up a wall where I realized it actually is really time to change the background of my business, um, which isn't something you see front facing. And that was another thing of like, there's so much going on between the launches, between the programs and the clients of like, do we have time to dedicate to this like, what what felt to me a massive project. Like, who do I hire? Why do I hire them? What do I pay them? Where do I find them? How do I onboard them? Um, you know, and then everything that comes after that, okay, we need to systematize everything. Where the fuck do we start? Is it client experience? I don't know what I don't know. We need a process for this. I mean, we've all heard it. I think we've all went went through that exercise to a certain degree of like, 
write down all the things in your business that make your business function and make processes from that. And that activity is like cute. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. It's cute. But then you go to execute and you're like, oh my God, holy fuck. Like, I feel like I'm missing a, a million things and I don't know where to start. And for someone like me, I am not the nitty gritty detail person. I'm like big vision, visionary, creative, like, you know, empowering. I can empower the team. I can, I can get behind and, um, the energy. I see the big picture. I see the, the five-year plan, but if it's like, okay, now, now put it into a detailed process, a step-by-step of all the moving pieces. It's like, for me, it can feel so paralyzing. So let me know in the comments for those who are alive, is this kind of where you're finding yourself in your business of like, I know I need, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I need more intentional support. I need more intentional support behind the scenes of my business so I can show up differently front facing in my business, which is ultimately what's going to impact that bottom line for you. That's why the back end stuff that nobody sees matters because it frees up your time, your mental real estate, your creative real estate to show up for launches, to show up for live streams, to create new content, like all of these things. If you're constantly tied up in, you know, going back and forth with your VA 600 times a week and then, you know, getting lost into like, I'll just figure it out myself land, which is a really slippery slope that we're all tempted to go on because we're high performing entrepreneurial women. So we're like, of course we can just like hustle through it. We can figure it out, you know, and what I learned last summer, my grandma got unexpectedly sick so quickly. And I can't even go into too much detail because it's too fresh and I get way too emotional and I don't want to derail the bigger conversation here. But when she got sick and died within three weeks of going to the hospital, it really shook me. It really shook me. And it was just one of those, you know, pivotal life moments where truly, truly nothing else matters. But being with family and healing and pouring into yourself. Like I've been through some other shit where I could give, give to my business as well. Maybe it's more like 80, 20, where like 80% of my personal life needs me, but there's still some to give to the business. But when my grandma died, there was nothing to give anyone for a period of time. And then I went into this crazy season of life where when she passed, I was six months pregnant. So that was really hard to navigate through. It would have been her first great grandchild. On top of that, we were moving into our new house and our closing date got delayed by like a month. Our current rental had like a mold outbreak. It was just a chaotic few months. Um, we moved. <laughs> so we moved in August. I had a home birth for our first child here in October. And then I went on maternity leave through January. So right when my grandma died was really the point where I was like, I know that if something like this hits and I do have to step away from the business, there are going to be some things that have to be compromised because I just don't have the infrastructure in place to support. And that felt really deceiving to me because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm operating at a level where I'm making at least $350,000 a year. Where's this infrastructure? Like, where are the people? And I, I had tried. I had tried really hard to find the right people. But I felt like 
everything was presented to me of like team in a box. And I went, like, I listened, I put my, like, put my money where my mouth is. I was willing to do it. I got the VA. I got the OVM. I I had a copywriter on retainer. I had a designer on retainer. I hired everyone that, you know, my coach years ago had on her team, told me who to hire. I went off her referrals. I was paying what she was paying. And um, it totally didn't work for me because that's not what my personal business needed. And what I have in place is not going to be what your personal business needs. And so that's the first thing I realized was I was getting into these relationships with these contractors and I was bleeding money because I had all this overhead and I wasn't maximizing the overhead and I wasn't taking the time to like train people or onboard people. And I was like, we don't even have onboarding. So, and that is really what birthed this conversation here. That's why we're having this masterclass, but I just wanted to give you guys some context because I know it's super easy to look at other people in their businesses and be like, but she knows a lot about systems, but her experience gives her leverage, but you know, she's making more money. So it's easier. It's like all the things you think you may have, you know, working against you is probably not the case. And although I was making money and sustaining it and doing well without these things in place, I can tell you what, I would have been a lot farther, a lot faster had I taken the time to pour into this part of my business. And it's not always the most intuitive because we're like, the business needs sales to sell. And so we're always kind of lost, not lost because it's fun, but like focused on the offer creation and the marketing and really, you know, filming our TikToks and our reels and writing the emails and all the things. But it's like the back end of your business is what enables all of that to be possible for you. So let's let's just get right into it. Um, I have my little content outline here, but the first thing I want to break down are the four elements of leadership that I found through this process, because I I kind of painted the before picture, but the after picture without going into too much detail is like, I genuinely wholeheartedly feel like I have found my dream team. Like I've never, ever felt so supported in the business. And all the stories I told myself when I first started to grow my team or try to, you know, many years ago was, Nobody cares as much as I do. Nobody's going to think how I think. Like, you know, no one's going to want to do the things that I'm really looking for. And that was such a limiting story because the team I have now, like, they're the type of women that, like, are thinking about your mission in the shower at home. Like, they're shampooing their hair and they're, like, so excited about, you know, what you're doing, what they're doing to support that and the greater mission. And then you you jump on and you see a Slack message from them. And they're like, I was just thinking about the business in the shower. I have this, you know, phenomenal idea or like, you know, I, we talked about this, but I think we should do this. And that proactiveness and excitement and initiative, like initiative is so sexy to me in any capacity. Like if you are taking initiative, I'm like, Bravo. I'm tuned in. I'm turned on. I'm like, okay, like give me more of this. And so I really wanted to cultivate a team like that because I know that when I was working in corporate, I was so invested in whatever the company was. Like I always thought about work. I always thought about how to improve things, how to make things better and stronger and faster and smarter and more profitable and, you know, easier on the client, easier on the business, easier on the worker. I was always in that dynamic. And I thought, I'm never going to find someone like that. 
you know, for my own company. So all of that to say is like things are the most smooth and efficient they've ever been. And it's allowed me to have so much more space to actually pour into what my zone of genius is, which is like creating content and curriculum and being here and teaching you. And so we're re-recording five-figure flow. We're building a new funnel. You know, we had the rebrand. We have space to execute on these big ideas because of what we built. So something else that you might be experiencing is you have all these big ideas, but you're almost like scaling your ideas back because you know you don't have the time or the resources or the people or the systems to support the big idea. So instead of building that out so you can have, you know, your dream visions coming to life and being created, you instead scale the the dream and the vision back and say, I'll do it this way because I have this in place. So Anyways, this was a really, really long opening <laughs> to the master class, but I think it's important to have the context. Anytime I'm teaching anything, I want you to understand why it's important, not just like be spoon fed information. So there's four elements of leadership that I really found came heavy into play when you're starting to build this out for your own business. We're going to go through all four of them. The first one is vision. We have communication. We have culture. We actually have celebration. So let's talk about everyone individually. The first one is vision. I think vision is truly the anchor point for your business. You are the visionary. You're not the integrator. And when you're trying to do both, you're ended up with a diluted vision because you just don't have 100% to devote to that. And so being the visionary is, in my opinion, like one of your biggest responsibilities, not as coach, right? Like not as service provider, not as mentor, but as CEO. I think a lot of people think those positions are just intertwined, like coach and CEO. No, those are different hats. Those are different positions. Those are different responsibilities. So when you're putting on your CEO hat, you have to be able to see the vision. And maybe you don't know exactly, you know, where you want things in five years or 10 years, but it's really up to you to know where the business is going long term. Your team, they're not going to dream that up for you. And in fact, they rely on you to know this and to communicate it to them so they can get really excited about it, too. So there's a few things that, that go into that, right? Like it's it's all individual. The first thing you're going to look at is your values. Like what do you value in business? How is that infused into where you're going? Um, you know, my business in five years, I see looking really, really different than it looks today. But if I wasn't leading that conversation, if I wasn't leading that charge, then, you know, five years from now, we'd be like, oh, we have all these dreams, let's start accomplishing them now, rather than really priming your team, priming your infrastructure, priming your business model to make sure that everything is kind of pacing along at the same rate and you don't have your team falling behind or your systems falling behind as your vision starts to scale, but everything really advances and moves along the track with you. So really coming from a values-oriented place, knowing what the vision is. What's the vision for the launch? What's the vision for the program? What's the vision for the client experience? That's the fun part. And in a perfect business world, you are able to just take that vision and that concept and 
share it with your team and then they can take it and actually put it into action. Okay, if the vision is this, that gives them a starting point. Now they can take it and be like, well, that means we need this moving piece. We need this team member. This needs to happen. That needs to happen. So-and-so needs to take care of this. And all of a sudden a plan is in action and it's being executed on rather than just a vision that kind of like collects dust in your mind. And with no vision and no direction, your team is kind of just like showing up every day, like doing their day-to-day things with no clear vision of where everyone is going. So knowing that, being able to communicate that internally is so, so, so pivotal. Like it, it really, really matters. And this is where it starts. So the second thing being communication, and this is a big one, obviously, I'm sure when you think of leadership, you do think of the ability to communicate And, you know, this is where there's so much gray area because your communication skills matter when you're delivering good news, right? Like when you're communicating the vision, being able to, you know, articulate that. But also, like, how are you communicating constructive criticism to your team? How are you communicating feedback? How are you communicating boundaries? How are you communicating expectations? Like, pause for a minute. Let me just rant on expectations because I think this was my downfall personally when I was going on this path myself was like, I had astronomical expectations from different contractors and freelancers I was working with. But I never communicated that. And so I find myself like salty and pissed off because like my expectations weren't being met. And what I realized when I started growing my team, because that's actually the first document last summer that I sat down to be like, what what do I expect of these positions? What do I expect you know, from people who are devoted and um, contributing to the Aligned and Ambitious brand. What are those expectations? How do I communicate that coming in? So it's established within the culture, which is the next piece we're going to talk about that. But how do I communicate when those expectations aren't being met? I used to identify as someone... (laughs) say used to and laugh because I know this part of me is something I'm constantly healing. Um, But I hated confrontation and I hated, you know, giving feedback. And, you know, I was the kind of person that was just like, yeah, it's great. But then I take it and like, you know, put the bells and whistles and finish it myself. And what I realized was like, my team is totally capable of doing exactly what I envision. Um, They just need some dialogue and some direction and some communication. And for me to be able to have that communication from a really like regulated neutral place it changes everything and then and i'm sure maybe it sounds like common sense to you but it's like okay once you actually communicate back your expectations it doesn't happen again they're clear on the expectations for next time right and so the next time it doesn't happen again so you're saving yourself time you're saving yourself energy you're setting your team up for success they want to do a good job like at the end of the day They want to crush it. So it's your responsibility. It's our responsibility. Going back to the CEO hat, it's our responsibility to set them up for success. And so what this might mean is like, you know, internal communication expectations. Like during working hours, if you are a contractor or if you are this kind of employee, I won't go into that granular of conversation, but it's like, what's your expectation if someone 
is working, but they don't answer a Slack for seven hours. Like, is that meeting communication expectations? Do you have an expectation that they would reply within three hours? Like, if someone is assigned a task and they don't know where to start, what's the expectation? Is that that they come to you directly? Is there someone else they go to? Is it like you expect them to kind of like Google it, find tutorials and get as far as they can before they tap you in? What's the expectation? If you don't know, they don't know. And then you cannot be pissed off when you're feeling like your expectations weren't met. This was a hard lesson I had to learn, but once I learned it, everything changed. So I want to tell it to you so you know it too. So communication. The next thing then is, is culture. I loved the last job I had before going full-time in my business because I was leading people. I was um, like a senior manager. I constantly was developing my own leadership skills. I loved creating like our own mini team culture of like, they loved connecting. They loved celebrating their wins. They loved showing up for work. I loved showing up for work. So it was like, how do we create the same culture? That always felt like it was missing to me because I was hiring, you know, various agencies and contractors and it all just felt like separate entities rather than like, you know, what I really wanted was a tight knit family like small but mighty internal team. And I don't really care if it's a freelancer, a contractor, an agency, they're on my payroll like that avenue didn't matter to me as much as getting clear on the culture. So this ties with, with the next thing we're going to talk about too, but creating an environment where everybody thrives. So again, when we're talking about there's two different hats we wear over here, you're the coach or the teacher or the content creator or the done for you service provider, whatever you do. On this end, you're the business owner, you're the CEO, you're the visionary, you're the leader, period, two different skill sets. And so the culture of wanting everyone to thrive. And for us, some of the things that I can just riff off that we've talked about is like, you know, for everyone's birthday, we do something really, really big. And so internally, like on our onboarding, we take our team member, we like give them a survey of what they like, what their interests are, and we do a big thing for their birthday. Um, if they are like, oh my gosh, I really want to, you know, dive into this skill set so I could do this. We buy them training. We buy them education. We don't even just buy them education. We actually pay for them to go through the program or resource to implement it. Like we're always feeding back into our people as they're, you know, pouring into the business. And it's just this life cycle where everyone feels really, really valued. Everyone feels really, really supported. Everyone feels fulfilled and they're feeling expanded. Like the last thing I want in my business anywhere, but especially behind with our team is complacency. Like, I'm just bored. I'm just going through the motions. And so, you know, it's your job to then take a step back and say, how do I create a different atmosphere for people to be a part of? And that trickles into celebration. You know, it's so underrated, but has such a long lasting impact to celebrate when your team is crushing it. And so this can be like random act of kindness. So yesterday um, we sent out like candy gift cards to our team for like Galentine's Day. It's having just that thought. 
we recently incorporated something where when we internally hit or exceed a launch goal, everyone on our team gets some sort of cash bonus, regardless of their contractor, team member, or whatever. But it's really like celebrating your people and recognizing it. So um, I had shared a graphic on Instagram. I had someone be like, oh my gosh, these graphics are awesome. I was telling her, you know, we just promoted our designer to creative director. She was like, tell her she's crushing it. So we pass that feedback along. Like we celebrate the success and we highlight it because again, you want your people to feel valued. And the reason that we're launching this heart-centered scaling program to begin with, which I'll talk about in, in a little bit here, is heart-centered is something that stood out to me here because we were really focused on the people. We were focused on the people, knowing processes could be created and knowing always profit is going to be a byproduct of all of it. But really looking at like the people as individuals and what do they need? And this is their career. So how do you make, you know, your company a place that that feels good to contribute to and, you know, somewhere people want to leave? Like I always joke with um, Krista, who is our director of ops, and I'm just like, you know, please, please never leave me. But also like the reality is I only like, I want her to want to stay. And that's the whole goal is to have a place where your people are so committed and excited and passionate to show up to every single day to support you in executing your mission. So these are the four things that have been really, really um, I would say trajectory changing in, in my own team building is prioritizing all of these different pieces. And then really segueing back to what I mentioned in the beginning of this conversation was not building a templated team. And so before it was like, well, the last person I would hire is like an OBM operations manager, because if they have no one to manage, like what is their role going to be? So when I hired Krista, it was so funny because I was like, oh, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe up to 20 hours a week to get started. Like she's full time. Um, the business needed that much, like full time director of ops. And now obviously she has other people under her that she manages. She kind of manages me in a way. Um, but knowing who to hire and that's a bigger conversation I can't give you like a template or a step-by-step -step guide because it's so going to depend on your business, on your strengths, on your weaknesses, on your, you know, resource capacity, on your time capacity, on your priorities. And so this is just all to say, I want you to look at the team that you have or the team that you're trying to grow and just ask yourself why you think certain positions are the ones to be hired. And I'm not saying that they're not the ones to be hired, but I was just hiring based on what I saw other people doing. So I was like, if she has a director and a copywriter and a designer and a podcast editor, and she's making this money, then if I hire those positions, it's obviously going to get me to the same level too, which is such a lie. And it's funny because like with strategy, I'm like, of course, no strategy is like copy and paste. I don't know why I ever thought team wise. So Y'all know I'm like in the season of new motherhood. Her firstborn just turned four months a few days ago. And um, 
something that everyone's been telling me, my mom has instilled this in me is like, it takes a village. It takes a village. And what I learned was like, it really does for your business too. It takes a village. And if you are unwilling to pour into this part of your business, the longevity of your company is in jeopardy. Like that's really what it comes down to. Yes, I was making money. My profit was killer. I was making it work. I still wasn't working. Like I never got burnt out, even though I was wearing multiple hats. But the longevity of that, you know, it was like, it was a ticking time bomb because now my son is here and my life looks totally different. And I barely have like the personal capacity to do what I'm responsible for, let alone try to do what everyone else would be responsible for. So this is really for the women who are valuing the longevity. And then I want to talk about, I just wrote down in my notes and I'm laughing, but I wrote down the words hard shit because there's also something to be said when you are in this leadership position and you're the one that everyone's looking at and leaning on and there are hard conversations to be had. So there's two things that go a part of this. Like the first thing is discernment, like knowing when it's time to to make decisions, whether it is parting ways with a team member or potentially even releasing a client or if like a student like tries to rip off your work or something like that. I mean, there's so many sticky gray areas of business that nobody talks about. And you're going to be responsible for navigating those waters. And it was so hard for me because when I was going through kind of like my back end business makeover last year, I had to look at my current team and I I had an assistant and she was with me for a really, really long time. And I loved her personally, but I knew professionally, like the team had to look different. I, I knew, I knew ultimately like the team had, had to shift for the next evolution of business. And so having the discernment and the decisiveness to make that really hard call. And then two, to actually like have that conversation it's tough. It's so, so tough, but it's so necessary. And I just remember feeling like one, so scared because I'm like, well, she's already in the business and she knows everything and it's not super documented. Like that was a fear. The other thing was just like your personal emotions of like, I really, really love her. We've worked together for so long, but I know it's not ultimately what I'm needing in the next season of my business and being able to neutrally make that place and like not maintain partnerships and relationships and things like that from this people pleasing thing of like, I really like her. So I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to offend her. Like you're in business and you have to make hard conversations and you can facilitate them very, very gracefully with poise and empathy and resolve that in a really clean way. But there's skill sets that you need to have and indicators that you have to look for in order to know that. Same thing with a client. Like I have totally refunded people, let clients go when it's just getting to that kind of like tightrope of like, this is not an integrity. This does not feel good. Like things are feeling really messy. Being able to have that conversation and, you know, provide that. I don't, I don't want to say feedback, but just like transparency to be able to communicate transparently from a neutral place in a emotionally charged situation. It's not fucking easy, um, but it's necessary. So there's all these muscles 
when it comes to leadership. And none of it comes together overnight, but it also doesn't have to take a long time. And that's what I found when we kind of got started, looked back in hindsight in the last eight months of business. It's like, wow, look at how much we were able to do starting from scratch. And my vision for all of my clients is that they never have to start from scratch. I I believe there's always a better way. There's always like a baseline of something that you can get started with. So for my private clients, something that I offered and built into the package was they actually have access to team aligned and ambitious because I fucking love my team. They are absolutely genius at what they do. They are brilliant, brilliant women, and they are a part of what makes the business the business. And so for my higher level clients, it's like all access to my team. You can meet with Krista, director of ops. You can meet with our creative director. You can meet with anyone um, or have your team meet with anyone. So we did quite a few months of that. And Krista and I were always just talking about like, it always comes down to the same issues, if you will. It's like, there's pretty much little to no documentation of systems. People don't know that there's differences between having a process and having an automation. Those are two different things. Um, Both are lacking. The lack of clarity around where to start and who to hire and who to hire first and how to get them started. It always came down to this like infrastructural piece. And so I was like, okay, so for our private clients, then I feel like what we have developed is so unique and it's uniquely taught in the room of the online space. So let's really like make this like a proprietary thing. And to me, it was just always about our standards of excellence. And so we have created an internal aligned and ambitious standard of excellence when it comes to your leadership, when it comes to your team, when it comes to your automation, when it comes to your client experience, when it comes to your growth and your KPIs and the organization of your business, like there is a certain bar of excellence that we maintain and that we exceed and that we know when we are dropping below it, there are conversations that have to be had and decisions that have to be made. So what we did with heart-centered scaling was we packaged the whole standard of excellence and we're basically handing it over to you. So I'm talking every template, you know, our we call this our business Bible. It's essentially like our business playbook that has all different branches of the company, every single automation, every single system, SOP comes with like loom tutorials, written tutorials, everything you need to just plug people into the process so they can really stay in their zone of genius we're giving it all to you. We're giving you all the team building stuff, how to um, create a 90 day dream team blueprint. So over the course of three months, how to know who to hire, how to find them, how to vet them, how to onboard them, all the stuff that goes into that. We're giving you detailed step-by-step. I'm teaching actually four workshops on the things that we talked about today, going way in depth and then pairing with the resource on the back end. So you're getting the concept, you're getting the resource, and then you're also getting Krista. So our director of ops is actually co-hosting this program and she's going to be consulting you and your team as you implement. So you'll meet as a group once with me and then you'll meet with her, with your team in a group when it comes to actually implementing it into your own business. Because as much as I want to just like 
package it up and hand it over. It's a self-study thing. Take it and run with it. That would be super out of integrity for me because it's not one size fits all. There are going to be things that make sense for our business that don't make a lot of sense for your business. So you're going to have to kind of know, okay, how do we massage this? How do we tweak this? How do we personalize it? How do we individualize it? How do we make it work based on what we already have in place? And I think the power of that is priceless. It's it's so fucking priceless. And I get so, so excited every time I'm talking about this program, because if you don't have to start from scratch and you can really enter an incubator where this is the main focus for four consecutive weeks, you will have a completely new business infrastructure, a completely new system to support your goals, completely new team or team vision that you're starting to hire And having support at this caliber, operating at this level, it's a non-negotiable. It's not something that you can say, no, I don't think I need that. (laughs) Like, I don't think I want that right now. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Your business requires this of you. Your business needs this. And if you're finding yourself in the position where you're just like, I know my business needs this, but oh my God, I really don't know where to start. This is giving you everything you could possibly need to not only hit the ground running, like you're literally sprinting because we've done all of the heavy lifting and we have standard of excellence of like when team is onboarded, when clients are onboarded, when they're offboarded, like every single detail, every single thing you could think of, every single opportunity to make things work more personally, more streamlined, faster, quicker, better, smarter. Like we're doing it all and we're handing it all to you. So I'm super, super excited about this program. It's a pop-up program. It's not something that's, you know, a part of the core offer suite, but we're running this four-week incubator during the month of March. So you can go to the link in my bio or alignedandambitious.co forward slash scale. If you're on Facebook, I'll drop it in the chat and then you guys will see me talking about it on Instagram later here today. It's application only. We had applicants that were accepted in pre-sale. So we're keeping this group super small because you're getting my consulting expertise and Chris's consulting expertise. And so we want to make sure that you're feeling like wrapped like a big warm hug and there's no question or daunting overwhelm if you are not a naturally like detailed system, streamline efficiency kind of person. So if you're like one of those spiritual creatives or you're just someone who like (laughs) your business feels like a hot mess behind closed doors, you're welcome here. You're welcome here and you're seen here and it's going to be really, really good. Um, So just like content structure of it, week one is team vision. We're talking about team culture in week two, your backend infrastructure in week three, and then prioritization with your time and team performance. Because we actually just ran into this internally where I was like, Krista, we have so much going on. What do we prioritize? Like, how do we prioritize? How do you decide what gets attention first? So we're, we're actually like, we could definitely create like a process around this one because we're going through it right now. But two, you're bound to go through it at one point or the other. So like every part of this program is just totally totally covered and comprehensive and I'm super excited. So if you guys have questions about that program, get your application in. I can take a look at what you have in place. It's going to ask you about your team, what you do have, you know, if you don't have a team, where you're starting from, and then we can chat in the DMs to make sure it's the best fit program for you. But 
hopefully this conversation gave you guys a lot to think about in terms of, you know, you really are wearing two hats in your business and CEO is like the most important hat and knowing what, what that even fucking means and what there is to be done as you scale in your business. So if you have any questions, let me know. My DMs are open. Um, if you have any questions about the program, let me know. And I think that's all I have. So thanks for hanging out with me live. Happy you guys were popping on on Instagram. This was super impromptu. So Facebook, I will catch you guys later. People listening on the podcast, love you for listening. Let me know if you have any questions. And um, there you have it for the Love of Leadership Masterclass. You guys, I'm so, so excited for the launch of Leadership Legacy. For more details on how to get consulted by myself and the operations manager behind the Aligned and Ambitious brand for six whole weeks, go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash leadership. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.